Hey there, what's up everybody? Welcome to Evoke Greatness. This podcast was created for those of you who, like me, are driven by their curious nature and fascination with the champion mindset. If you have an insatiable hunger for growth and knowledge, or maybe you're just curious on how some of the most successful people have navigated their journey, we share the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, and all the lessons learned along the way. It doesn't matter what chapter you are on in your story. Maybe you're just getting started, or heck, maybe you're halfway through. What I know is where intention goes, energy flows. It's my most sincere hope that you will hear something in one or maybe many of these episodes that resonates with you and reminds you that you are not in this alone. As we venture into year two, I hope that you find a sense of connection and community when you're here because we all deserve a place where we belong. My name is Sunny, and I am so glad you're here. If you're new, there's a few things you want to know about me. I am a huge book nerd and a wee bit of a control enthusiast with an obsession for motivational coffee cups. I believe that a rising tide raises all ships, and I invite you along in this journey to evoke greatness. Welcome back to another episode of Evoke Greatness. My guest today is Jamie Zaman, founder and president of Titan CEO and Titan 100. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I selfishly cornered Jamie in a room to, to get her on the podcast. I mean, a little bit tongue in cheek, but I was so impressed. First of all, I had the good fortune of being a recipient of the Titan 100 for the Phoenix market. And was immediately just kind of, you know, enamored with the process. Your team does such a phenomenal job from communication, from marketing, publicizing, and really just kind of getting the word out and sharing how special this program is. And so as we were sitting at the celebration here, I had told my husband previous to him, like, I want to share her story. Like that, it, it's a meaningful story and it's a powerful story and being a woman and, and just loving and supporting the fact that there are powerful women who are doing big things in the world. Those are the types of things I like to focus on. And so as we were, I told my husband that ahead of time. And then he was, uh, he was, he's my accountability partner and was good enough as we were taking pictures together. He's like, go make your ask. <laughs> and Love so it. we got it scheduled and fortunately I got to have you on today. So appreciate your time and appreciate you being here. I want to, I guess, before we get into Titan and what that is and what that means, I would love for you to share what story led up to that. You know, there's a lot of life that happened before that. And so what were those wheels that turned that really got you to the place to breathe life into Titan? That's a, that's a great question and a loaded one at that. <laughs> um, so I spent you know, roughly 15 plus years in the publishing world. We used to run a magazine publishing company back on the East Coast that featured CEOs uh, on the covers of the magazine every month, inside the pages. We were very feature driven. And so I was exposed very early on to the incredible mindset of entrepreneurs, uh, similar to Inc. Magazine, to Forbes, these inspirational stories. And so the magazine that we were publishing was just on a local level. So instead of reading about companies across the country that we were reading, uh, we were telling the stories of them locally. And so we were in Baltimore, Washington, Philly, 
uh, New York, Long Island, and New Jersey. And then we expanded to Charlotte and eventually Boston. So uh, seven to eight cities up and down the East Coast. And it was through the work that we did in publishing those stories, we created community through the pages of the magazine. We also created community through the various events that we hosted that brought that CEO community together. And I have to say that there's something really magical that happens when you put entrepreneurs, those with uh, forward-thinking initiative mindsets, those with I-can-change-the-world mindsets in a room, and magic really happens. And so I spent 15 years in that world, and I was addicted to it. I was addicted to the way that they inspired others, how they led teams, how they displayed servant leadership, how they thought about things differently. And so the community that we built was something that I believe today is one of the most important things that any C-level, any individual, quite frankly, should invest in. And that is the community that you keep. And so I had the very fortunate experience of coming out to Colorado on a ski trip where I met my husband, ironically enough, 12 years ago. I convinced him to move to the East Coast for me because I was running this magazine publishing company. And so he came begrudgingly, but said, you have to promise me we'll move to Colorado. So I made him move. He came. And then eventually, about five years later, we were able to move here to Colorado. And when I got to Colorado, which is a very up-and-coming, fast-growth market, we're on the list as one of the fastest-growing business uh, communities across the country, Colorado that is, I felt that there was something missing, something that was missing that I had experienced back on the East Coast with with the communities that existed there. And so I said, I'm just going to create it. And... That was essentially the idea that caused me to launch Titan CEO and the Titan 100 platform um, because I didn't see it. And it has taken on an incredible life of its own now, three and a half years later, um, being in six markets now across the country. And so not only am I trying to create community across the country, but also in these local markets that... Um, I believe we can really continue to celebrate excellence and shine the spotlight on the amazing attributes and mindsets of entrepreneurs. You know, I'm curious as you, as this had been really an East Coast thing that you had done for a number of years, it was really immersed in the community there. So you come to Colorado, you launch Titan CEO Did it just take off like wildfire? We launched in what was one of the hardest experiences ever, right? So um, I started Titan CEO uh, because I had been in CEO peer groups myself. And I said, all right, I'm going to... I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it um, in a way that resonates with the way I believe that CEO peer groups should be structured. So I was going to create a series of peer groups here in Colorado. And I started to do that. And after what was almost a year um, and several groups, 
I felt that that community piece that was much bigger in Colorado was missing. And so I said, all right, we're going to we're going to create a new program here. It's going to be called the Titan 100. We're going to recognize 100 CEOs and C-level executives, 100 titans of industry. And for me, the word Titan is synonymous with someone who is hands down the best in their industry. Like they do what they do better than anybody else. And when you think about modern day Titans, you think about the individuals that pave ways for others in their industries. Uh, If you actually Google Titan, the word Titan, it will define a person of exceptional importance and reputation. So you think about Albert Einstein, who was a Titan in the world of science, or Shakespeare, who was a Titan of literature. I wanted to seek Colorado's Titans and connect them. And so we decided we were going to, I decided we were going to launch this. And so we did an open call for nominations. We had upwards of 200 applicants for a first year program. People really sort of loved the the name of it, but it was still, no one really knew about it. And so an independent judging committee uh, went through, scored, vetted, reviewed, and we identified the 100. And I said, great. Okay. So we've got a hundred. We made the announcements to these 100 independently, and then we were going to go big with the announcement. And we we did in, um, I guess it was like February. And then as you know, we were going to have a huge award celebration um, in May. And then March, COVID happened and they made the announcements and the world shut down. And I said, oh, okay. So everybody's t- saying COVID is only going to last like two weeks. So we were like, <laughs> we're going to move the awards program from, Mar- from May to July. And everyone was like, that's great. Yeah, we're really excited. Thanks for, you know, being considerate. So that didn't happen, of course, as you know. And so um, we planned this awards program three times because we were going to try to do it. And then we were trying to do it again. And then we were going to try to do it. And in different markets, COVID impacted things very differently. And so in Colorado, we had um, some of these variances that were taking place over the summer where you could in an event venue space that um, accommodated indoor and outdoor uh, allow for folks to show up in, I think the total max was 175 people. And so I was like, great, I'm just going to bring like a hundred Titans. I not, I know not all of them will show, but we'll try to do this event. We're going to stand it up. We're going to, you know, we're going to try to do what we can. And so I sent out an email just after 4th of July of 2020. And I said, we're moving forward with this awards program. It's going to be on September, you know, the 15th um, of 2020. And you can buy tickets or tables. We're going to practice social distancing. It'll be indoors, outdoor. And within um, 10 days, we had 200 people registered. (laughs) So I went... Okay, this is a problem. Uh, So we were able to get a separate, like a higher variance to allow for 225 people. But the problem was, is that we still had about 40 or so Titans that hadn't even registered. That's almost half of the list. And so what am I supposed to say? Congratulations, but you can't come to your own awards. (laughs) Um, And so it was a sign from the community that they were very much craving, wanting to get together and celebrate, you know, success and celebrate and no one else was doing anything. And so 
I racked my brain. I spent sleepless nights trying to figure out what do I do? How do I fix this? And so it came to me one night. I said, what if I just did the awards program twice in the same night? And I broke the event up from five to seven and seven to nine. And so I allowed for half of the Titans to come for the first half. And then the second half could come from seven to nine, something around that flavor. And so I called the venue and I talked with the venue. And of course, you know, you needed to jump through all of these COVID protocols. And nonetheless, on sept- in September, we executed an event with 335 people for that year. And we were the only event, corporate event to take place in all of the state of Colorado for that large of people. To this day, the Titans that were involved in the 2020 program say it was the highlight of their entire year in a world of Drury and things. It was the most um, exciting thing for them to be it. And many of them brought their team members. We did it socially distanced, tables very spread out and directional signage and temperature checks and all the things that you can do, indoor, outdoor safety, masks. We gave all of our guests masks and we celebrated um, unlike anything else. And I think that while I tell you all of this story, the whole point of it is that we could have said, oh, let's just put the program on pause for a year. Let's you know, let's just fold in the towel. It's not in the cards. We have a pandemic that's going on. And that wasn't the case. We we fought for it. We worked hard. We thought about the different angles. We pushed. We displayed perseverance. The Titan entrepreneurs supported it. They weren't going to back down to. They were going to charge ahead. They brought out their teams and their people. And yes, we had folks that could can't had to cancel because they contracted COVID and, you know, all of these different things. But it was just a way for us to face adversity head on. And so it was because of that day um, and our consistent tenacity that catapulted the success of the program, I believe, to what it is today. I think we, gosh, anyone in leadership who led from March of 2020 <laughs> for a day, you know, let alone for the period of time over the course of the last couple of years, has learned some invaluable and powerful lessons along the way. And you very eloquently described thinking outside of the box and coloring outside of the lines and having to figure it out, right? I guess you didn't have to. You didn't have to figure it out. You could have, to your point, thrown in the towel and said, look, this just isn't going to work. Um, especially that being the very first year. And so there was complete opportunity for that to fall flat. It, no no one's doing, uh, but the circumstances as they were. I'm curious though, have you, so that you know, that's the thing that strikes me is that was a very creative, innovative way to go about things. And so have you always been a creative, innovative, you know, kind of trailblazer from when you were little growing up? What, what was that like? Or is that a new thought process for you? I would definitely say, say that I am very much a visionary, but I also am an executor. And so I am able to see things oftentimes um, that others can't see, but I can also see how they need to be executed, right? So a lot of people will have wonderful ideas, but they can't figure out how to make those ideas become a reality. It's not easy, but um, I think that 
I have been so inspired by so many people in my career that not only have I found a way to tap into vision, but the execution piece, which is the most crucial piece of any vision that one can have. And so, yes, I do have a creative side to me, but I also have a real passion for sort of seeing things before maybe someone else can see it. And I love inspirationals. I love people who believe that you know, anything is possible with the right mindset and the right attitude towards things. Um, there's so many people to be inspired by. And that's just, again, a big part of the community that you keep. The I keep going back to that because who you surround yourself with matters. And when you surround yourself with people who constantly say, you know, take risk and go after your, your goals and uh, be fearless. All of that starts to rub off and it has for me. So maybe it's just by continuing to be in the presence of greatness constantly that it has started to rub off on me. Yeah. And I can see why, you know, thinking, thinking about today, we have the opportunity. Uh, It's a great time to be alive, right? We have books, we have podcasts, we have videos, we have all this access to, the mentors of the world that don't know who we are, don't know that we exist, but we have access to all of their knowledge. And I think about that exposure that you had firsthand to all of those CEOs and those, and those, the greatness along the way that you had kind of in your sphere, but then you took that and you could have just fully absorbed that, you know, but you took that and decided to have something come out of that by way of Titan, which is incredible. And I, and I love, as I had mentioned to you, uh, I literally printed out like the Titan because when I, when I first got the nomination, I was like, well, what is this thing? And I was reading it and I thought on the Titan 100 page, it says a Titan is a person of exceptional importance and reputation. Albert Einstein was a Titan in the world of science. Shakespeare was a Titan of literature and Wayne Gretzky was a Titan of hockey. The noun Titan comes from a Greek mythology in which the Titans were a race of gods. Today, a Titan is someone who is reputable, distinguished, and preeminent in a certain field. And it was like, wow, <laughs> you know, that, that takes your breath away. And I think that's the point, right? You're, you're wanting this elite group of people who really do things differently. And so I not only appreciate and value that personally and professionally, but to be a part of a group and, and having the good fortune to be on the board for the Phoenix group as well. You're exactly right. Those you surround yourself with, you know, that you, you pick up on those things and they pick up on the things from you and, and, you know, iron sharpens iron and we all get better as a result. Absolutely. So you, you talked about being in several markets. You started out in Colorado, then Georgia, Philadelphia, Phoenix. Then you, I think you guys just recently, relatively recently opened up Wisconsin and St. Louis. Uh-huh. St. Louis what? was actually our first market. Um, oh, okay. And then Georgia, simultaneously Phoenix and Philadelphia. And okay. then gotcha. is now Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So yes. So it was interesting, this big yet small world. I have a friend of mine who's a CEO of a company in Wisconsin. And he said, he's seen all my stuff on LinkedIn. And he goes, did you nominate me? And I said, no, I didn't. I said, I, it wasn't even in my like vision to 
uh, to know that because I would have absolutely nominated you. But it's it's interesting, you know, it's interesting how this works. Of that people, this is really gaining a lot of attention, and I love that because people should want to be a part of something really, really special. Absolutely. What is your vision? You know, as you so the vision that you had probably you know from 2019 cast out to where we are today. Where you know what is your vision on where this is going to go and grow? I only had the vision to keep this program in Colorado initially. And like I said earlier, it was because there was such a void in the marketplace. However, the program is different from other programs that exist out there. And so I should clarify that because it will tie into the long-term vision. Um this program isn't just an award where, you know, we give a bunch of awards and we say, hey, this is the Titan 100. We invest a tremendous amount of resources and energy in to telling the stories of our Titans. And we do that through the production of a 100-page perfect bound book that is distributed the night of the event and also electronically to, you know, hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs and CEOs in the business communities of those particular markets. But the night of the event, while it does create an event unlike anything that exists in a market, because I can't think of another event that could compete with it from the quantity and caliber of individuals in one room for one night, um, I would let someone weigh in and argue with me that their event could you know, match that. I don't think it does. But um, that's just the start of the program. The program lives on through the multiple subsequent events that we will host in a particular market uh, throughout the program year. And so we'll do generally about six to seven additional events. Because at the night of the awards program, it is about celebrating and it's an inspirational evening, which is why so many people will bring their team members and Uh, their family and friends so that they can be inspired by the videos, inspired by the book, um, inspired by who's in the room. And the networking opportunities are incredible. But it's short-lived because there's only so much you can conquer in three hours in one room. And so the subsequent events that we host allow those Titans to connect with each other multiple times. And that's really where the relationships are built. When the Titans have that exposure to see each other Uh, over and over and over again, relationships just happen. And that is the differentiator between this program and anything else that exists in a market. Um, You know, there are some great programs out there like the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Awards and Inc. Magazine's, you know, know, top uh, 5,000 fastest growing companies but they don't offer the connectivity or invest so heavily in the distribution of the editorial side. Our individual landing pages that we create for each of our Titans, and we will have 500 of them for 2022 that will live on our website, live on indefinitely. And so that content gets picked up in search engine optimization through our domain authority. But it is this program that has all of these legs to it and these connection points that has now taken on a life of its own because it was 
um, a little over a year ago that our headline sponsor, Wifley, said to us, we think this program is so incredibly strong here in Colorado. Are you open to expanding it to several of the other cities? And so I said, well, you know, what's wrong with building community even more? And so we embarked on that journey with Withley as our underwriting headline sponsor to expand the program. And so St. Louis was the first market that they wanted us to go. And so we went to St. Louis um, and it was overwhelmingly received. Um, St. Louis is very parochial. And so anytime you have a parochial town, it's uh, it's something that they just really gravitate to and love. And so it was a huge success there. Georgia was the second market. Um, and then we stood up Philly and Phoenix. Phoenix has yet to have its awards program. It will happen at the end of September, which we're very, very excited about. And from that, we will round out the 2022 program year, recognizing 500 titans of industry across these five cities. Statistically speaking, the 500 individuals will um, are responsible for collectively generating $149.7 billion in annual collective revenues and are responsible for employing upwards of 470,000 individuals. So it's a really incredible group. But what's now bigger is that we have the opportunity for Titans to be recognized, not just locally, but now nationally. And Titans in Colorado can go to an event in St. Louis or Phoenix or Philly. They can attend um, those events to build relationships with other Titans in this community. And the vision long-term is to take the program to the next five additional cities, which would round out it, round it out with the Titan 1000. And then we'll talk about maybe the Titan 2000. I don't know. That would be 20 cities. I would have to clone myself six times um, and then, you know, go from there. But we are shining the spotlight on these five markets right now. And we are saying, look at the excellence that exists in these markets, learn from these individuals, right? So we're sharing their stories and we will share the Colorado, um, you know, entrepreneurial stories with the St. Louis Titans and the Phoenix Titans and vice versa. And it is building one incredible Titan community. Oh, amen to that. You've gone back to it multiple times, but community, right? And it is that that connection, that meaningful connection to belong and to be a part of something. And what's interesting is for, geez, the last 10 plus years, I live in Phoenix, but I haven't necessarily worked local in Phoenix, meaning I may have some locations here, but usually I'm on a plane somewhere throughout the country. And so I'm not overly connected with a lot of businesses local here in Phoenix. And so at our very first event, which was really just kind of a meet and greet and mingle, there were several people that I didn't know anyone. I didn't think I knew anybody there. And it was funny. People would come, you know, I know who you are. And so we got to know each other and have stayed connected since then. But that's the beauty of it is it's creating those meaningful connections that, yes, that's great when uh, professionally that's beneficial, right? But I think it's that combination of that personal and professional growth that you have as a result of being 
a part of something bigger than yourself. And I think that's really what you've created. And, and that was the main thing that, you know, that I wanted to highlight was really sharing with everybody. What does that mean? Cause I'm sure with LinkedIn, you see it all over. Everybody's constantly, you know, because there's somebody spotlighted every day, there's an event happening, people are sharing and it's, and it's really garnering more and more attention. And so for people to really have a, a good understanding one and two, to go, dang, I want to be a part of this <laughs> because I think it is, it's an incredible honor to be a part of it. And so I love that you gave that in-depth of a response to what that really means and what, and, and really what it meant to you to create it. And it's continued to take on a life of its own. I mean, that's the beautiful thing that I'm sure every entrepreneur or CEO or leader will tell you is that when you have a vision for something and people see it and they can get on board with your vision, they'll help you grow it faster than you could imagine. That's right. That's right. And they don't even, they just have to believe that you believe in that vision and they'll walk to the ends of the earth for you. And that's, that is, you're right. That, uh, to be able to cast that vision and get people on board with it, they'll walk a thousand miles for you. Speaking of team and, and being spread out with your team, they're all over the place. You're all over the place. You now have these five communities of Titans to support. How do you stay engaged with really being spread out all over the U.S.? So our team sits all here in Colorado. Um, we've continued to hire here in Colorado. And then the team travels for the various market programs and events. But it is about working with our local headline sponsor in those markets as another supporting mechanism. So they are the ones that can host us in their offices. They're the ones that partner with us on the strategies and the ideas. We establish a board or we have a board, a Titan board in every single one of our markets who are really the eyes, the ears, they are the guiding point for making sure that we are very in tune with a specific community and their thoughts around how this program should exist and grow and thrive and continue to use it for the goodwill that it's there for. And so that's one of the reasons why we lean on the board in those various markets and um, you know, the events do create those connection points, those craved in-person human connection points that, you know, magic happens. And I see what Colorado is today, three years into the program, and I cannot wait for the other markets to be where Colorado is today. The relationships that the Titans have, because Something we haven't talked about is that this program is not a one-year cycle. It's not a one-year term. Titans can make the list up to three years in which they would be inducted into our Titan Hall of Fame. And we inducted 12 individuals into our Colorado Hall of Fame this year. It was the most competitive process I think I've ever experienced in my entire life. Um, working with a judging, an independent judging committee. But if a Titan applies again and doesn't make it, they get tracked into our alumni platform. And our alumni platform just allows them to be in that community 
going to events. They're just not recognized as an honoree for that current year. So this community will only continue to grow and grow and grow um, because once they're a Titan, they're always a Titan. And so we're very excited about the three-year opportunities and the five-year opportunities because I have Titans that you know, continue to come to events and they do business with each other or they refer people or they have helped each other navigate interesting or challenging situations because of who they know. And that's a beautiful thing because you never know when someone can open a door for you that you need. Right. As you think back, you know, through your career thus far, who have been your biggest supporters and mentors along the way? Ooh. Good question. Um, <laughs> there have definitely been a lot. It's kind of hard to pick, I don't know, specific people. I will tell you my own personal experience was being in my own um, CEO peer group, right? So when I was in Philadelphia, living in Philadelphia, I was in a peer group. And that group, were they were all mentors to me. They were all individuals who gave experience sharing, who helped me to be my the best version of myself. And so to pick one is not possible. But, you know, I've worked with so many amazing CEOs um, of big companies, of small companies, of startups. I can't say that I've attached myself to any one particular mentor. Um, it is the collective unit of all of them that has been such an inspiration and a driving point for me in my career and my success. And so I always tell CEOs that you've got to find your tribe, right? You've got to find that group of people who you can be absolutely authentic and transparent with when you're having a bad day or you're navigating a really big problem or you don't know what to do to speak up and let them know that you need that help um, and be open and receptive to the guidance that others can provide to you. And the guidance is not telling you what to do. Often the guidance is asking the right questions to help you figure out what you should do. Mm. Rewind this back as you're listening to it, 30 <laughs> seconds, 45 seconds, and play that again <laughs> and really listen to it because, because that's gold. And it's, and you're right. It, it really is more about that collective knowledge and the lessons shared by others that have helped us pave our way. In that note, the peaks are wonderful, right? Uh, our highlights are the highs of our career are beautiful, but they usually don't happen without the valleys of our career and the valleys of our lessons and the decisions and, and all of those things. And so I'm curious, what have been some powerful lessons that you've had along the way that, that may have been those valley moments that you didn't, you may not have seen the peak on the other side of it, it was coming, but sometimes when we're in that moment, it's like, those are some life-changing lessons that we get along the way. It's great that you say lessons because I do believe that anything that happens in my world is or has been brought to me to learn from. So, you know, there are CEOs that will tell you there is no, there is no fail. There is only learn, right? 
I have a lot of those anecdotal <laughs> things, which I can't spell all. Um, but I, I agree. I agree with that. There are, you know, so I will not say that there were any failures, um, although some will call them failures if you look at them on paper, right? So um, the magazine publishing company, right? We went under. So we went under because we grew too fast. We ran out of cash. Um there was a lot of lessons learned from that in a in a world the the magazine publishing world is a very difficult um, world to be in and you're constantly reinventing yourselves and we had uh, an incredible 15 plus year run of it but there are circumstances beyond your control sometimes and so instead of saying woe is me why did this happen to me you don't do that. You stop and say, what has, what can I learn from this? How will I not let this define me? But how will I continue to learn from it and press forward? You know, so many of the CEOs that I'm inspired by or entrepreneurs, the leaders that I'm inspired by have incredible mindsets. And so they will tell you that you can't control 100% of what happens to you, but you can control 100% of how you respond to it. Mm -hmm. And so I try very much to maintain a positive mindset um, always. And if anything sort of comes into my sphere that's not positive, what's going on with my mindset and why am I attracting negativity into my world how do I stop those bad habits and how do I focus on gratitude and positivity and a strong mindset to continue on um, with my day? I mean, there are so many things that we can give pause to that are negative and let them ruin our days, our weeks. Um, but there's also so many amazing things that we have the ability to be thankful for and continue to embrace and celebrate and that's one of the things that I love is that we get to celebrate success and celebrate entrepreneurship. And again, the success is doing what they've done better than anyone else because they've managed all of the peaks and the valleys and they've continued to press on. Immediately when you were beginning to share, the first thing I thought about was it's a decision, right? It always comes down to a decision and your mindset will shape that. You can either decide early on that it's an absolute failure. This is, this is never going to work and give yourself all the reasons for that. And people do that every single day and really are so entrenched in it that they don't even get it. Right. And that is, gosh, that's such a shame. And so, you know, usually on this podcast, we're talking about mindset. We often talk about the lens in which we view the world, right? And that is shaped by what we have come through. And so you said that very well in that it is ultimately it's a decision, but if you decide that, look, this is tough and we'll, we're going to get through it. And, and on the other side of this, it may come something that I don't even know yet, but I know that there's something on the other side of this. Yeah. I love it. Some of the most exciting entrepreneurs that I've had the privilege to work with are turnaround CEOs. Mm. They come into an organization that is on the brink of demise and they come in and they breathe life into it and they can do that over and over again. You want to talk about walking into the fire, facing the obstacles. They know that going into it. And so that 
those individuals are a breed from, that is cut from a different cloth because their mindsets are so strong and so powerful, no one can break them from it. So I am very inspired by anyone that's a turnaround CEO. Yeah, couldn't agree more. When you think about all the things, you've got clearly got a ton on your plate. You're traveling to these different cities and and creating something that's not just a few details here and there. You're putting together these big events, uh, but there is it's not just the event. To your point earlier, it's it's the start of something, and there are a lot of intricate details to that. You've got your personal life as well, and all of the, how do you balance? All of the ball, and I say balance, and I always, you know, again, like fluid balance, right? Because we're always shifting one way or another depending on what's going on. But how do you how do you juggle all those balls? That would probably be the biggest weakness that I face currently mm-hmm. is balancing all the balls. Um, I have not figured out a really good time or a good way to to kind of solve that problem. Um, And part of it is when you love what you do and you do what you love, it's so blended. And when you're so passionate about the the next opportunity or what's next or the next big city, you know, in a startup mode, you're burning the candle at both ends. You're burning it at night. You're burning it in the morning. It's late nights. It's early mornings. You just have to make sure that you love what you do. And you try whatever you can to recharge. You know, I I talk with a lot of CEOs about knowing what does your recharge look like. For some people, it's meditation. For others, it's spending time on a walk with their pets, um, getting out in nature, whatever it is, really knowing what's your recharge and hitting that recharge as much as you need to. in order to continue to show up and be present and charge ahead. My hope though is that this this rollout of market expansion, right? We went from one market to five in one year, okay? Uh which is a huge undertaking. It can't be like that every year, right? Um like I said earlier if we're going to go to 20 cities, like I need to clone myself. But we have proof of concept, which is super exciting. It's the community has embraced it. It's growing. So I am struggling with the balance, but I do what I can to make sure that I recharge and ask me the same question again in a year. (laughs) (laughs) I will follow up next year. There we go. Okay, great. Yes. (laughs) Well, I appreciate the transparency around that, right? Because from the outside, it may look like you have no problem juggling all the balls. And, and so it's, it's nice for people to see through an authentic lens that, Oh, okay. You know, not everybody can do all the things all the time. And that's, that's, that's equally as important to understand. Yeah. I definitely drop a lot of the balls um, when it comes to taking care of myself as much as I should Um, in this year. (laughs) Uh, I only got one vacation and I definitely worked on it and I wasn't supposed to. So I didn't, you know, didn't take care of myself in that regard. Um, but I have a incredible significant other. My husband is amazing at supporting uh, our family needs. So he 
takes care of our two small children. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. And so I could not do what I do without him. And so I think that strong family unit is super important for somebody that's going off and building a company and growing it um, in the way that we are. I cannot, I could not do it without him. That's what I'm saying. So um, the support system that you have behind you personally is super important. Yeah, no, I, I, I know that personally having boys who are 11 and 14 and traveling from the time my 11 year old was one until three months ago. <laughs> so and because I have a husband who supported his ridiculously driven and ambitious wife in wanting to conquer the world and do it all. And, uh, and so you have to be able to have that. It's not balance. You know, I, I, I know everybody hates the word balance, but you have to be able to kind of shift with that. Right. And sometimes that's, that's a heavier load on our husbands or our support system. Um, and, and when we can lighten that load, we do. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm curious, as you think back to earlier in your career and, uh, and what that looked like, what advice would you give to your younger self if you could reflect back from today? I've had this question asked of me before. And so I also am thinking back to not just my earlier career, but maybe even adolescence when you're in college, um, even when you're younger, you know, before you build that self-confidence for yourself, because it takes experience to build confidence, you know, that everything that you encounter in your life is ultimately putting you on the path to where you want to be. And so just trusting that things will always work out for you if you continue to just have a positive mindset, because I think that, you know, I remember very early on, like young, like, wow, you know, like I didn't get that position or that job or that promotion or whatever, like my world is over, right? (laughs) Um, No, it's not. And continue to push ahead because it's going to work out for you. You will achieve what you want to achieve if you continue with your positive mindset And so that would be the advice that I would go back and give my very early self um, to just have the confidence to say, it's all going to work out and it's going to work out great. I think every, every adolescent, especially every adolescent girl, that's something that is, um, is a crucial piece of wisdom that if we could just sprinkle on them today would help them through those really tough times. What is your definition or how do you view, what is greatness to you? Mm. Greatness to me is when you believe you yourself, not the world, not anyone else, but you believe that you have achieved what it is that you set out to to accomplish. You know, they say that you should (laughs) work towards your goals privately, celebrate your successes. And I always try to know in my mind that as long as I gave it my all 
and I did everything that I was supposed to, I couldn't have given any more or done any more. I gave 100%. I showed up. I persevered. I had tenacity. The outcome that I have accomplished is is the greatness that that I will accept and I will accept it for myself. And so not allowing other people to rob that from you or judge you in that regard, greatness is a is defined by you and you alone. So when I feel that <laughs> I've achieved something by my own standards, then I know that I can feel good that I gave it my all. Well for, said. For some preference. Well said. Yeah, but to be yeah to be that intrinsic or that in, uh, introspective versus what the rest of the world is going to tell you and relying on that, I think, is a firm foundation. So I, I couldn't agree more. Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time today. I've loved to dive into your story, and I'm so excited to share it with everybody else. Um, I'll put all the links in the in the show notes, but tell everybody where they can find out more about Titan and Titan CEO and, and all of the amazing empire of Titan that you've created. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So please visit us um, on titan100.biz. You can check out all five, six now markets. Um, you can read the stories of the 500 Titans across the country. Uh, you can be inspired by them. You can also learn more by following us on LinkedIn, just searching the Titan 100 on LinkedIn. And then, of course, uh, titanceo.com for our peer groups and our executive retreats. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see you at the end of September. <laughs> so I look forward to that. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. We're going to celebrate in style. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. The weather is getting good here. So it's, oh, it's going to be perfect. It is. Well, congratulations to you on being an inaugural Titan 100. We're just so excited to celebrate you, your fellow Titans, bring this community the spotlight that it deserves, because I believe that Phoenix has been an under- represented market. And we're so excited to shine the spotlight on Phoenix. Well, we appreciate you bringing it here. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. I hope you'll stick around. If you liked this episode, please take a minute and rate and review the podcast or share it with someone who you know may need to hear this message. I love to hear from you all. And I want you to know that you can leave me a voicemail directly. If you go to my website, evokegreatness.com, and go to the Contact Me tab, you'll just hit that big old orange button and record your message. I love the feedback and comments that I've been getting, so please keep them coming. I'll leave you with the wise words of Dwayne Johnson. Success is not always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. Greatness will come.